When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? It's the world's most dangerous podcast. Let's get canceled podcast. I'm Casual Ninja. This is Lowly once again. Yeah, I just want to say Happy New Year. And today's guest is Stan the Man. Stan the Man, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, man? I'm happy to be here. Yeah, happy man. Happy New Year to you, bro. Yeah, Happy New Year. Stan the Man, welcome to the podcast, man. It's uh, a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here today. We are very happy to, uh, to have you on the podcast today. So, um, study man, what uh, what do you do? First, before we get into that, I hear you guys call this podcast "Let's Get Cancelled." Yeah. Whoa! So you guys really out here trying to get canceled? Yeah. I'm. A, I'm. A, let me explain the name. So, "Let's Get Cancelled" podcast, right? Basically, since everybody lives in a woke society now, you can't talk like you used to, like you back in the '90s and '80s. Mm-hmm. Like you can't call somebody a faggot about considered a hate crime. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's just like, now we talking about real shit. Don't be surprised one day when we actually blow up, somebody going to try to cancel us. <laughs> so I'm just preparing for it already I feel you in right the me. beginning. So eventually, like, if we get in the news one day, oh, we hate this podcast, I'm already ready for the interviews and shit. <laughs> you know, that's the time where we're going to come and try not to apologize. Yeah. Like, we love the other side. You know, we wasn't meant to hurt nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I might be in luck, man. If you ask me the right question, I might really try to get y'all canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but I I don't believe in public apologies. They can kiss my ass. <laughs> oh, damn casual ninja. Yeah, they can kiss my ass. I ain't apologizing for shit. <laughs> He's definitely not casual about that. Nah, nah, for real, man. Yo, so standing man, so tell the people what you do, man. What's up? Yeah, man. You know, I, I do a lot. I consider one of myself a young man. Uh, coming from Haiti, mm-hmm. I have an opportunity in the United States, and now this discuss the limit on what I'm doing. Uh, ed- educationally, mm-hmm. uh, I study philosophy, I study conflict resolution, mm-hmm. and I also study law and society, you know? Where okay. We, where we try to study how law affects the society mm-hmm. and how society affects the law. Oh, that's actually an interesting topic, especially the way 2020 uh, ended out with a bang, man. Especially with this whole uh, voting this whole week that's been blocked by this whole stimulus check by Mitch McConnell. And he blocked it four times this week. Even yeah. even today, this this Sunday morning, he's supposed to have decided on a stimulus check. But it seemed like they're just going to let it vote all the way to the new Congress today. And you saw that your house got vandalized, too, because nobody got the money. And not happy with this whole measly $600. Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes this is what happened uh, when politics can become very violent. Of mm-hmm. course, you don't want to promote violence on anybody but when you put in people under pressure and they know you got the money you getting paid and yeah. congress to do whatever and you're not sending the money you may aggravate a few people and if you <laughs> aggregate them enough uh-huh. you know the wrong person might take it up and take it they take it to their own hand and we you know shit like that could happen yeah, it's more than a few people man because it's just like you go eight months about giving us stimulus check mind you everything they're telling the citizens to do quarantine all that mm-hmm. shit they didn't do these politicians, not one of them missed the check. Definitely not. Hundreds of people missed the check, man. And you ain't not paid them. Yeah. You ain't not paid them. And yeah. then when it's our own money, we have to beg for it. 
Exactly. And then they want to run around and call themselves the greatest nation. No, they definitely were not acting like the greatest nation. Other countries who were much poorer were willing to give much more to their citizen. Why shouldn't an American uh, person or American worker who work to put, you know, pay taxes, mm-hmm. and then when there's a trouble, they can't even get a leg up, you know? Yeah. Really, really. Well, uh, that's that's pretty good what uh, Stenderman said, you know. Um, we are the American citizen. We are the, war- uh, the hard worker. We are the taxpayers. Mm-hmm. We should come first, not politics. You know, they should have put the people first, not the politics. And then, um, did you receive your six hundred dollars yet? Yeah, I got mine Friday. Oh, you think they gonna pass uh, the rest of the money? They better, bro. What, what's six hundred dollars gonna do, man? You know, you know what six hundred dollars to to a guy like me? That's rubber band money. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna see any more money until Biden come up here. McConnell is not having that. He's already blocked. Uh, he already blocked the new build outs coming up for the yeah. two, uh, 2000. Mm-hmm. He's not having none of that at all. And that's why they might lose the election in Georgia uh, in a few days. I was just about to say that too. Because uh, Donald Trump was saying that mm-hmm. if they didn't pass, if the Republicans don't approve the $2,000 stimulus check, they could lose those two seats in Georgia. And then Mitch McConnell blocked it for the fourth time. Yeah. And then you think that. They're gonna win those two seats. Now nah, I think they're gonna. Well, I hope they lose because I don't want Mitch McConnell to be in there. He called himself the Grand Reaper. All right, Grand Reaper, go on the graveyard. <laughs> yo, for real, yo, Mitch McConnell is an eight-figure person, bro. And you talking about you didn't want to pass it because the Democrats don't give the money to their rich friends? Are you fucking kidding me? He's from Kentucky, and he don't even help his own state out. And they, they, they the main people who vandalize his property. So what does that say about him? But, you know, he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Uh, whether you like it or not, uh, he's been around for a long time doing the same thing he's been doing. Remember what he did to Obama? Not, let, not letting Obama get in the, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court? So he know how to play the game. So he know all the tactics. You could be mad, but if he got the rule books in his pocket, he always going to get a leg up because he know what the next move is going to be because when you're the Senate majority, everything come through you. You know, as mm-hmm. a Senate majority, you got... At least 100 people under your control. Even if the one that don't caucus with you, you know, of course, you have the Democrat on their side, but you have at least 51 plus. Once you have 51 plus in your pocket, you you can have president. President could talk how they want to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the House of Representatives could talk how they want to talk. This black that you're holding, you one third of the you one third of the source. So if you don't get the say so from from you as the leader, nothing is happening. So he holding that key in his pocket. Now, if the people in Georgia can send him packing. Then sure, now you get uh, Schumer from New York. Mm-hmm. Schumer from New York, hey, he's a Democrat. Biden is a Democrat. Pelosi is a Democrat. At least they could see now if they do get it like that, can the Democrat walk the walk? Because they talk the talk when they're not in power about how much they want to do. Okay, so now if they get those three branches, we want to see them now. We want to hold them accountable to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I can't wait for Biden to come into um, to power, man. Because uh, once once Biden is to power, like I think, things might get a little bit better mm-hmm. because he promised um, more stimulus check and he promised um, student loan forgiveness up to fifty thousand dollars. Well, hopefully he does that shit because that would save me so much bread, bro. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I shout also out to Bernie Sanders though. 
Oh yeah, he the goat. Yeah, he the goat. <laughs> he already sent his suit. He suit and check. That's that's Bernie Sanders right there. Mm-hmm. And this is how sometimes when you don't win the whole thing, at least some of your ideas can push forward. So the person who actually win, of course, these kind of theories and philosophies mm-hmm. are negotiated in the back room because you got a guy like uh, Bernie Sanders who's calling out for okay, he. he they say he's the socialist. He called himself the socialist. Yeah. So he definitely went more for the people. But if you can cancel our student loan, mm-hmm. well, that's, that'll be very good. That'll be a very good thing in a positive way. Not just, it'll be even good for the Republican too because you're not giving a check to someone who's not doing nothing. You're giving a check to uh, someone who who worked hard, who earned those degrees, who put in the hours. But now they're in the economy, they can't compete. So you got to help that person to compete because he's already there. They got the degrees. They just want the job and not having to pay back all these student loan. Now, instead of that, you can invest that into real estate. You can invest that into a business. You got multiple sources of income. You see how the economy is running right now mm-hmm. where you don't you need more than one source of income uh, to definitely live in New York City. So when you cancel student loan, it's, it's, it's a good thing that you'll be able to do uh, for the economy. And see, the fun thing about the student loan is even if you file for bankruptcy, you can't it won't come off your credit report. It. No, sir, it's not yeah. forgiven. No. You know, you have to be on some extremes. Like, yo, I'm on my deathbed. Mm-hmm. Have like a real serious case just to forgive it. So most people say that they still alone is, is the reason why they can't buy property. They, their credit is messed up. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even care. No. Yeah. So do you know why, right? Because the student loans of is cut from the federal government. Yeah. You know, the federal government loans you those money. Because I... You know the government will not lose anything. You have to pay them back. You know they, you know they just like the IRS. Mm-hmm. The IRS will will haunt you until you die, and even if you dead, and then they will come after. They will go after your property after what you, you know. They will even go after your kids. That's you know, how serious they are. The, yo, the, the money you you got from the student is an investment. Yeah, basically what's happening is the government saying I'm invested in my people, but then I gotta hold you accountable because the number was already placed on the amount you. Uh, you bowed. Mm-hmm. So now, once you become the professional that I think you are going to be, I want you not only to pay me back plus interest. It's an investment. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, qu- quick side on these are some great mics because I can hear the ambulance from here, <laughs> and I don't hear it from the window, but I hear it from the mics. Ain't that so crazy? Yes, sir. <laughs> this is some good investment. Uh, those are some good mics. You know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It only cost me a piece of my Zozo. That's it. Yeah, we'll go with the Zozo conversation again. You're talking about the virus out here, now you said Zozo, man. Time is tough. Time is tough. Oh, man. See, what the crazy part is, uh, when it comes to the economy, like, a lot of people may not like a fat rat here. A lot of people got rich, and it's just like, well, you know how many people want to be rich, but they don't know how to go about it? Like, becoming rich is a lot harder than working a 9 to 5, 40 hour job. A lot of people don't realize that. You got you got to invest in stocks. You got to buy real estate. You gotta you want to open a business. You get an LLC. There's a lot of expenses that comes with it. Mm-hmm. See, people want to be independent. They want to be their own boss, but they don't know you working ten times harder to do that. You're not just coming to work, work eight hour shifts and go home. Nah, sometimes you got to put in eighty hours a week. Sometimes a hundred, and you don't you got to sacrifice the social life here and there to to get what you want. At least do it for like a year or so. With no distraction, save your money and make your business because 2020 showed us a lot that we wasn't ready or prepared. You don't think so? 2020 was a very, uh, very, very, very hard year. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I said in the first podcast and everything. Uh, yeah, just like I said, everybody wants to be rich, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't know how to do it. Um, you know, 
Again, the advice from all these rich guys, they say for you to be successful in life, you got to have seven sources of income. Mm. Seven sources. Seven sources. That's a lot. Mm. And then us in the hood, we don't, have, we don't even have one. Mm. You don't like, they just think that going to job from a nine to five job, that's how you make it. No. Nah. You know what really uh, show me about uh, what he just said, man? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Manafort situation, uh, doing the whole Trump investigation. Yeah. Dude had like 30 bank account. When I found out dude had 30, I'm like, what? He had 30 bank accounts? Yeah, bro. Wow. Manafort had about 30 bank account. When I heard that, I'm like, whoa. So, okay. So, mm-hmm. that's how the game is played. They have multiple sources of income that are used for different different purposes. You may have a source of income. Uh, at least that's what he got called for, for either buying lavish coat and mm-hmm. stuff like that with uh, a business account. And then when they started tracing that down, they were like, okay, wait a minute, what's going on? But it really uh, can wake me up to say, yo, you got 30 bank account? What is a man to do with 30 bank account? That's I'll tell you what, right now. I, no, I studied this shit. Now, most people who got like millions of dollars, mm-hmm. a lot of their money is not in the country. Of course. A lot of their money is in like Scotland, Germany. Scotland. It's called Ultra's account. Yeah, I read my fuckers. <laughs> like, I don't know the secrets. <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> Ultra's account. And they don't, they don't pay no taxes on the money. Yeah. Um, because, um, speaking of that, right? Mm-hmm. One person at work, I, I'm not going to mention no name, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was telling me some stuff. And then those stuff really opened up my mind. He was saying that when you when you um, exercise your money mm-hmm. overseas from banks to banks, when you invest your money to other banks overseas and you are in the United States, you don't, you don't pay taxes on that. Mm-hmm. And then that's how a lot of people gain money, gain a lot of money without paying no taxes. For example, like if they get a million dollars, they go overseas and they invested it. Mm-hmm. You know, they get interest. So now when they bring back their money here, they don't really pay no taxes. They just do bank wire. So yeah. all they have to do just they just pay the taxes on the bank account. That's it. But they don't they don't pay taxes on the money itself. That's know. in the account. You see all this good good knowledge, man. We lose them things from from school. School really teach you how to earn money, not how to make money. You see, I want you to understand what I'm, what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. They teach you how to earn money where you can go work for someone, you earn money mm-hmm. because you, you you follow 1040. But when you learn how to make money, you have something and you allow that thing to turn itself into a profit, whether you add value to it or you change it around. You know, I, I got uh, some businesses that I'm into. For example, I'm in the tea business now. So with the tea business, the, what I'm learning is that, okay, when you have the raw material uh, for the tea leaf, what I do is I add value to that tea leaves, and then that's how you start learning how to make money. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times, uh, I don't know if the people who come ahead of us, if they just don't know, but a lot of the games is you got to be able to take the risk on what you're doing good. If you got a culture or something that you're selling, try to own it. Don't ever always pass it down to somebody else thinking they're going to do it for you. No, they're not going to do it for you. They will only do it for you if it serves their benefits. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you for you to use what you know for your benefits. Don't wait for them. Create your LLC. You know, you, you say, hey, do a land grab. Say, hey, this kind of idea, that's for me. Just like for the marijuana stuff. These are the opportunities that's coming up. A lot of guys in the street, they already know how to do that. They already got the hustle mind. All they have to do is to apply themselves to the current law 
and they will be able to have dispensers and all that. It's the same game, but now you're learning how to make that multiply itself into making money. See, the thing people don't realize about how important an LLC is, is that you can hide your money into a business. Say you came into an inheritance, right? Like, say uh, somebody died, they left you $100,000, whatever, and say you got child support, whatever, or you got alimony, whatever. You could put your money in a business bank account. Put your money um, under the LLC and then make yourself an employee of that business you made. So that way, if, like, say you owe child support or anything like that, they're going to charge you based on the salary you pay yourself of that company. So therefore, your money is protected in the business. A lot of people don't know that shit. I was just about to say that. I mm-hmm. was just about to say the same thing, man. Having an LLC, having a business, is like you could write yourself a check. The same way you have a nine-to-five jobs and working for somebody else, mm-hmm. and that writes you checks. And having a business, having an LLC, you could do the same. You could write yourself check, mm-hmm. you know? like And, and then on, on top of that, you could write another person mm-hmm. a check. Yeah. And, then, and then you could actually... You know, do pretty much everything. Like the power of a business yeah. is really, really big. People who just get into business and they don't really, really like understand like the whole concept beyond the business. They just get in just to get in. Like they just want some quick money. They just want to hide something behind it. But it's far beyond that. Way beyond that. And also, when you write yourself a check, that can also be a business expense. Mm-hmm. You know, talk to your CPA, people. Yeah. Talk to your CPA. Learn how to count your books under proper jurisdiction. You understand? Mm. And then one more thing, right? When Mm. you have a business, right? You know everything is a write-off. Everything is a write-off. Your car is a write-off. Yeah, yeah. If you got Um, a home business, your internet service, your cell phone, everything. Your house is a write-off. Like they, they calculated. Uh, they calculate your house as an office and then they calculate per square foot. Mm. And then when you're doing your taxes, you know, when you do your tax, you know, when, if you just open up a business, right? Um, if you just open a business and then you're doing your tax for the first year, they will give you they will give you a deduction of up to um, $10,000. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> and, and you know what's the good thing about um, having an LLC? Mm-hmm. When you have an LLC... And you you make money. They they don't charge. You put also put your expenses. Mm-hmm. They only charge you uh, to pay taxes on the difference. So for example, if your business make fifty thousand dollar, you can and you have expenses that say forty thousand. They only going to ask you to pay taxes on the ten thousand. So basically, you can always add your expenses. Uh, so they will deduct. Definitely, people. This is not tax advice. I'm giving you. Speak with your CPA. Okay. Speak with your CPA. And they will tell you how to go down on how to incorporate these tax deductions into into your business so you can be uh, profitable. Yeah, don't listen to us. We're just talking shit. Don't take no. <laughs> we're not trying to get sued. Don't listen to no legal advice from us. Okay. Ain't no legal advice. We ain't gonna try to cancel you now. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? You ain't suing me. <laughs> Please be advised. This is not a legal advice. <laughs> this is not counting advice. Speak with just but but it's really happening. We're trying to tell people this is really happening where. This this game of creating businesses mm-hmm. is out there for you. You can do it too. So don't let only when uh, you hear McConnell and his friends are mm-hmm. using tax deduction. Well, learn how to use the tax deduction that favor you. If they're going to use the government to do what they do, hey, the same laws apply, right? Yeah. So learn the same laws and apply it to you until they change it. You apply it so that it benefits you. Don't be sleeping, trying to be a good person or, uh, you know, don't be a good person that way. It's the law. Apply it. 
That's it. Apply it to your benefit. And you know what business makes a lot of money? A lot of nonprofit organizations make a lot of money because they get money from the state. Like churches, like that's a nonprofit. Any nonprofit, they get funding. That's what you want. You want state, local, and federal funding from any type of business you got. Same thing with real estate. Like if you own real estate and you want to run out to Section 8, government funding. You don't have to worry about the check ever being late. Think about that, man. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of drug dealers, man, that's how they watch their money. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, well, true story, man. Like, they open a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where they would say, oh, um, um, that person donate this type of money to the business. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because you, you are a business. You could accept donation from whoever. Yeah. You know, like, let's say that um, this drug dealer just opened a nonprofit, right? Mm-hmm. And this drug dealer had billions of dollars, yeah. right? And he want to watch the money. So now he go to his friend and he give his friend a couple of billions. And then he just told his friend, just donate. Because now if they donate now, now, now they cannot question where he got the money from. You're right. Crazy, same thing, same thing with pimping. And I'm going to put you guys on, onto some game right now. Just like pimps back in the day in Brooklyn, they used to buy property, like set up the, set up the, the property, have their hoes living in the property, and just have them paid off by, you know, servicing people and shit. And it's paid off hand over fist. And it's tax-free because it's not on the books. Think about, yo, I'm telling you, I saw some old school game. I heard about that years ago, and I was surprised when I heard about that. The thing is, you just got to always apply yourself. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Uh, of course, you got to get it where you can get it. But always apply yourself and chase to the back. Get this money. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to go ahead and give it to you. Don't wait on the $600 being provided by the government. The politician, they have their own agenda. Of course. You got to protect your own interests. You got to feed your own family. So you definitely got to go get it how you get it. But definitely apply yourself. You feel me? Just mm-hmm. apply yourself. And by applying yourself, hopefully... Hopefully, you join you join them in the real economy so that you don't have to keep hiding underground because using the underground economy can only go so far because there's so much risk into that. But once you're able to join on into the standard economy, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to be more secure. One thing about becoming rich and wealthy, it's all about trends. You got to follow trends. You got to see what's... In fashion right now, like well, get ahead popping. of them. Yeah, get ahead of them to see. It's the same as when I say follow trends. It's the same thing with the stock market. You gotta see if a company's doing bad. If they stock's gonna drop, if they're gonna drop, that's a buyer's market. If, it's, if the company's doing good, you know when to sell. So it's the same thing with trends. Anything if you're gonna open like an online store or fashion store, it, who who's your competition? Who's your audience? You gotta think about all that. You need a plan first before you can act. And then once you act, you can execute. But the one who benefit the most is the one with the data. Yeah. Because, you know, we're in the age of information. Mm-hmm. If you don't got the information ahead of time, then you're not you, you following the trend. And that means you are the one in the back. The ones that really, uh, really start making the big bucks is if you could get ahead of it you, with the data that you're able to accumulate and you looked over. And a lot of these information are public. You just have to go and just ask for it. It's public information. You can get a lot of these information uh, very easy to your local government, your local courthouses, and information uh, about real estate and stuff like that. You can really get those information. They are available to you. Mm. Once you're able to get those information, now it's up to you to profit out of that information that you got. Yeah, just like I said, um, there's a lot of stuff that's available, um, available to us. Um, we just got to know how to get it. And then once we get it, we just got to know 
what to do with it, like mm-hmm. how far you want to take it to the top, and 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 then how far you want to push yourself, and to achieve those goals, how how ambitious you are, mm-hmm. and then um and the world that we live in right now is a very very vicious world. It's a very very hard world, mm-hmm. and then we have to teach ourselves. Um, we have to show our kids how to. Um, how to move, how to manipulate the game. It's all a game, just like Stenderman said. It's all a game. You just gotta know how to play it. Mm-hmm. Because all these big businesses like um, Amazon, um, Walmart, and um, you know, these. Do you know Amazon barely pay taxes? Yeah, because they, no, they, they, they pay zero, zero taxes. You mean barely? They pay zero dollars. Yeah, zero dollars. Zero dollars. <laughs> no, I thought they barely pay taxes. And I used now. to work for Amazon. So so for Amazon, what you used to do for Amazon? Not office work, bro. Yeah, right. Guess no, what? I'm just it, bro. Let me tell you something. Yeah, well, you used to pass those things in the box, right? I don't know what the hell you're talking about, <laughs> You ain't incriminating me, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro, no, they had a building. Bro, they had a... Bro, all they did was drink liquor most... Bro, they had bars. They had a game system on their floor. Bro, they were, the employees was living their life. They travel a lot. Bro, you know how many times the co-workers at Amazon went to Vegas? Numerous times, bro. Numerous times. People on Amazon was living... That's the best job ever. So... I was actually tight when the whole, what was it, when Amazon was supposed to come to New York to Queens and people were protesting. Oh, I was so tight to cancel that shit. Speaking of that, yeah, um, just like I said, you used to work for Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. You said Amazon, I just realized that for real. Because Amazon has more benefit than a lot of other jobs out there. Because they employ a lot of people. Yeah. And once you do that, you can hold the government into account. Now, they did it's open their office in Virginia, though. But in New York, it didn't happen because of all the protesters. And they felt they were going to take a lot of mom and pop businesses out and shit like that. Not just that. New York was asking no. them to do much more. They're supposed to fund the MTA. Mm-hmm. So that means they was trying to levy a lot of taxes on them. Why did... Um, I think me at the Blasio, they want them to open in Queens. Because they were trying to open a, um, like the big office in Queens. And uh, in Long Island... Um, in Long Island City, yeah. yeah. They're uh, hire yeah. a lot of people. OCA, you know, the... But what was the outcome of that? It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It, they, it they, got blocked. Yeah, but but what was the reason, though? For all these reasons. There yeah. was a lot of pressure from the government. Yep. Uh, you have OCA, the representative uh, from the Bronx. She was promoting for them to at least... You know, pay for MTA or levy a good uh, taxes against them, so that they can use those taxes for the resources that Amazon is gonna use. Mm-hmm. Because Amazon is gonna use the the road, they're gonna use the the sector, the area. So if you're gonna use all of that stuff that's already been there for you, which are government uh, investment, so then the government wants you to pay for having the ability to use that. But Amazon is saying no. I'm hiring a lot of people in your neighborhood. If I'm hiring a lot of people in your neighborhood. I'm giving them jobs. I'm creating opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that fight, you know, was never resolved. So they move, they move on. Well, um, they may or they didn't want to give it to them anyway because um, because there was a lot of protests going on in Long Island City, Queens, too. Uh, they were saying that the area would have been more expensive and housing would have been too high. And, and, yeah, they said that bullshit. Yeah, but um, it's true, though. Like, um, living in Long Island City would have been crazy. Yeah, Long Island City is beautiful, but it's expensive as fuck. Huh? I mean, <laughs> I, imagine it would have been more expensive like, yeah. if, if if Amazon would have come through. But how much people they would have um, hired? Well, um, there was an estimate. Yeah, there was an estimate of like what, like um, fifty thousand. Yeah, so that's a lot. Yeah, of fifty thousand people, people that was gonna get jobs. That that wouldn't be a lot of job. But now, but now that area, like you couldn't live there mm-hmm. because if you work, if okay, if you work in Long Island City, like you have to be close, right? So now, uh. 
there will be more people in Brooklyn because Brooklyn is literally like next to Queens. So Brooklyn would have been more expensive. Mm -hmm. Long Island City would have been way too high. Mm -hmm. And Manhattan is already in the sky already with the rent. Yeah. But it's it's the same thing that happened when they uh, created the stadium. You know, when they created the stadium downtown. Oh, you you talking about Barclays Center? Barclays Barclays Center. You know, Mm -hmm. there was actually the poor of the poor to be the one to sacrifice mm-hmm. without having to say that outright. So what they do is they raise the, they raise the price. They know the poor is going to move along because once they created that stadium, uh, a lot of property around there. Look, if you got any property that's close to that stadium, oh, right now you, you're charging a, a lot to it to somebody. Yeah, I got one of my friends. He, he, he owns a property. He was a house. Um, he was a, um, he have a house down there. And I think his house came from being, what, like 300000 to like, one one point three million. Oh, in Long Island City? No, no, no. Like uh, downtown Brooklyn. Oh yeah. So I have a lot of living downtown Brooklyn, but it's just way too expensive, bro. Yeah, it's very way too expensive. But now downtown Brooklyn is all luxury apartments now. Like, yeah. So that would have been the same thing uh, they would have tried to do. You know? Yeah. So that's why you know people in the area in Long Island City, Queens, that's been there for a long time. That's why they was fighting for. They like no, there was like oh, there was a lot of big protests going on, and they don't want that to happen. Well, I guess they have the right people in power. Well, you know, Jeff Bezos, he, he has a, a property on Fifth Avenue. He bought, around 2019, he bought a property on Fifth Avenue. I'm looking up right now to see where where is that on Fifth Avenue. Not too far, like on like 50th Street, something like that. Speaking of Jeff Bezos, um, I think uh, they say that he's going to be the first trillionaire in the world. Man, this man <laughs> is already making so much money. Yeah. This man is making more money than, than some countries, bro. That's crazy. That's one man, man, just one yes, man. One man making so much money, more than country. So that means the money exists. The money is out there. It's just a lot of those opportunities. You and I gotta build it for ourselves. Nobody's gonna bring it, bring it to you. You know what's messed up? Like once you're in the game, once you're a big business, the sky is not. It's not even the limit for you. Mm-hmm. Like you could make so much more and more and more and more and more. It's just like ridiculous. And then now, those by those businesses doing that, right? It causes the little business to suffer because now look at Amazon now. Everybody's buying online. Right, that's the capitalist. Uh, the it's capitalist, crazy. Uh, system. And it's then built, it's built like that. And then um, you know who's suffering from all of this? The corner store. Guys, because I was talking to a corner store guys, and then uh, a couple of years back, and then he was telling me since Amazon been in the market, he's been suffering a lot. He, like his um his um his sales been depleting a lot. Like he's not getting customers, and everybody's mm-hmm. just buying online. Um, he's, he's not getting full traffic, and then um, now he still gotta pay rent. He still gotta pay the bank. He still gotta yeah. buy products. You know, uh, they even show you to what even the corner. If your company is not able to go online to make fast purchases mm. to mail to your house, you're not in the game. If you had to build it up during Corona, you was already far behind. Pretty much. If you didn't have that infrastructure set up, those who had that infrastructure set up, they are the one who's who succeeded. If you look at um, uh, the one that delivered food, uh, DoorDash. Door- I think they were public, right? DoorDash? You said you went public. Uh, DoorDash. DoorDash. Oh, did DoorDash public? I believe so. DoorDash went public. Oh, they got Postmate. Postmates. Postmates. Uh, uh, they got Uber E. Yeah, all these, all these are app technology that comes up. You know, just providing a service. 
you see that uh you know number one thing in business where you learn if you try to do any business is to bring a solution you see the problem mm-hmm. and you say hey i bring a solution and this is how much i'm charging for my solution and once you priced it out you're able to pay yourself and pay the people to make the solution happen you put it on autopilot and all you have to do is find a way to keep funding it so that it can increase and make sure that you're giving the people what they want. You just here to solve problem. Yo, okay, so Jeff Bezos, he bought a penthouse. He bought a penthouse and two apartments over Madison Square Park. Mm. Spent $16 million. Light work. Look at yeah. that, bro. $16 million. Is $16 like 16, million. Dollars. He owned three properties, and one of them is a penthouse, bro. That's crazy. Six, Light work. Six, oh, you know what his wife doing with his money right now? His wife is giving his money away like, like water. Because she can't feel it. Son, twenty five million is like twenty five cents to her. Twenty five, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So sixteen million is like you say this guy like just sixteen dollars then. Yeah, exactly. You say the guy's just spent sixty million dollars to just buy those yeah. those properties. Like sixteen million is like sixteen cents. Like for us, it's a what? For us, it's a life saving. Mm-hmm. For us, it's like two, three generations down the line. Some of us won't even see sixteen million. I don't know, millions. Man, listen, man. I don't know, man. I'm gonna work. This, I'm this gonna work is what hard. happened when. The difference between when you working mm-hmm. physically, you can never catch up to money that's working. Mm-hmm. So you know, so no, don't try gonna, to outwork your money. You Make your money work rich. for you. Okay, people. Go, yeah, you're never gonna be rich working for somebody else, bro. Never, yeah. never. Yeah. That would never happen. Like yeah. all these guys, all these millionaires, right? Mm-hmm. If you see all these millionaires, right? All these big businesses, right? They have their own stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't work for people. Nah. Yeah, they have their own stuff. But guess how you gonna be rich if if you providing another man your service and that's getting rich on top of your head. You're putting hours in the next man's yeah, dream. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So one or two, like I I mean that's how everything starts. You you gotta start somewhere. So you, you gotta, gotta start dues, yeah. exactly, you gotta pay your dues. Like you're a rookie. Like yeah. it's like you're a rookie. Like you gotta just come in and do do the dirty job, but now you gotta know when it's time to come out and to do your own thing now. Yeah, pretty much. And what what people don't understand is when you're paying rent, right? You're just paying off somebody else's mortgage. Thank you. Yeah, I'd rather just get my own my own place and just own it because when you're paying off the mortgage, you put money into a property that you could easily reinvest, put some equity into it, sell it, and that's it. And and you could just make bank off of that. That's what increases your net worth value. Yeah, but if you're smart, you can use that as a a stop way where of course you know you say okay, I'm on rent right now. But never to say you rent forever because then you lose sight of the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is for you to find a way to make your saving. If you have to rent right now to save, to start this new business, go ahead. But what you have in the back of your mind, this isn't it. You know, eyes on a prize. You're doing this right now. You're renting right now, but you got a bigger goal in mind so that you could go to the next level. And then one day you'll be the one to own those property and somebody else is paying your, your rent. You got to think about the elevation. Mm-hmm. See... Speaking of that, I spoke to a real, uh, a real estate lady, uh, and then she didn't have a property, like, not too f- long ago. Mm-hmm. And imagine, she'd been in real estate for 30 years, and she got that franchise called um, Cowell Banker. Okay. And she's saying that renting was more, I mean, was much more benefit to her than having her own property. And, and I asked her why. She said that she was renting and she was only paying like five hundred dollars a month. Really? Yeah, and she was saving. Was that New York? 
500 a month? That was in New York because she, she was in an apartment. Like, she grew up in that apartment that she was at. Oh, that explains a lot. So, man. she stayed in an apartment. So, now, she stayed there, and then she she owned buildings. Like, she even owned the building that she was living in. Really? In the future. Wow. Son. That's crazy. So, now, anyway. So, now, real estate is the thing. Real estate going to be there forever. Yeah, real estate is the source of income. Real estate is wealth. So, if anybody could get their hands on real estate and start making money, mm-hmm. you're gonna be set for life because that's wealth. Wealth passed from generation to generation. That's true. That's the easiest way to to break the poverty cycle. Once you're able to have a property, and you're able to pass it up to the next generation, that's how you try to break the cycle. But the interesting thing about that is sometimes the next generation usually is because the people who's making the work don't allow their kids to see what's going on, how they're making the money. So that information don't get passed down as well. What the next generation is see is, oh, I inherited a property. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But they were not privy to, to the hard work that I put in, the discipline that I put in, the constant that you have to do to make sure you pay every, every taxes, you pay every month. So you're not being lazy about it. And when you pass it down, yeah, you gotta pass they're the, not able to pass it down. The yeah, you got to teach pass them on the education also. Pass it down. Not just the property. The, yeah, they inherit. The education behind but if it. they don't inherit the education, they don't inherit the knowledge, then they just like you. They starting with, yeah. at least they start with a property. You started with nothing. You didn't have the, the knowledge. You had to acquire that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now you got to use that knowledge and you pass it down to the next generation, not just giving them a physical property, nice Jordan or something like that, or or nice houses, but it's the fundamental is to keep making money. Don't stop there. Keep making money. Speaking of that, um, I was watching um, a Steve Harvey show, and then he had a guest on, on, on his shows, and, and the guest was saying that, I don't care what I live. I don't care, you know, like, the wealth mm-hmm. I I left behind to my kids. I only care about what I leave in them, the education that I leave behind. Mm-hmm. Because with that, they're going to be able to survive from generation to generation. You could leave them the property, you could leave them the money, and they could just blow it in one shot. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the old saying, like, uh, I'll, give, I'll give my friend a fish and he'll eat for one day, but if I teach him how to fish, he'll eat a lifetime. Speaking of generational yeah. wealth, uh, right now, it's, going, it's about to be the biggest transition of generational wealth mm-hmm. because all of these uh, baby boomers, they're retiring, and some of them, you know, they're dying, unfortunately. That's part of life. And they are leaving all these properties they acquired to the new millennium folks. Yeah, the millennials mm-hmm. are now the new baby boomers. That's right. taking over. Yeah. So I forgot, anybody born after 89 is considered a millennial now, I believe. That's what it's called. I believe so. Yeah, I think that's the right idea. Yeah. Um, like, uh, uh, which year is uh, Generation X? I gotta look that up. I think uh, they're in the nineties, right? Yeah, in the nineties. Because we're considered, we're considered millennials. Oh, yeah. the millennials. Yeah, we're definitely considered millennials. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because because we always born in the eighties. Yeah. And we all were crack babies and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got, but I think they got next generation too after the Generation X, Generation Z. Something like that. Yeah, Generation Z. Yeah. So that's all oh, those are the people that was born in 2000. Yeah, so I, I can't keep up. I'm, I'm sure they're going to have the Corona generation, you know. Uh-huh. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's 20 years after. So that's another generation. Be, I, yeah, yeah, because Corona came in. And, 
the Corona generation. Hey, more power to him, bro. As long as the world, the world won't end up looking like cyberpunk and shit, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm good, man. That shit kind of crazy. I wanted to backtrack a little bit. Remember we were talking about businesses and LLCs, um, how everything's public record. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I like about LLCs is the fact that if I own businesses, no one would know because you can actually own an LLC anonymously. Yes, sir. Yeah. And if anybody wants to speak to you, they speak to your resident agent. That's right. That's it. So when they look, when anyone else like who's the owner, they just gonna see the company name and that's it. And you can use that by property and anything. So they'll yeah. never know who's who. AKA having a holding company. Yeah. Because once you have a, a holding company, mm-hmm. then you make that holding company, it can create a subsidiary. Mm-hmm. You know, these are kind of vocabulary words, you know, people gotta get familiar with. Subsidiary this, subsidiary that. All these are just legal ways of transferring money from one one LLC one to another entity. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So if you're able to learn these vocabularies, you will know exactly what they are trying to tell you they're doing. Once you hear, oh, uh, Disney have a subsidiary, ABC. What mm-hmm. does that mean? It just means that they're making money another way. And then that same money come back to recycle to them. Yeah. They just created a new, a new entity. Because every time you create an LLC... You actually uh, create an entity, and the entity is its own person. So next thing you know, that entity filed for bankruptcy. You think they're gone? No, they they're not gone. That entity filed for bankruptcy, and then they're just gonna go ahead and create another one uh, as soon as they're done with the bankruptcy. That's the same concept. That's the same tactic that um, our president used to be a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, we all know about that. So he I mean, not not, not 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 <laughs> know about you know what Stenderman just said, but mm-hmm. we all know about what. What Donald Trump did? Yeah, he's a businessman first and, and a president second. Because I feel like and when a he cool became, turd. yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I feel like when he first became president, he was shocked himself. I don't think he really think he's gonna win. Yeah. I admit it. He was like, really? I more power to my zuzu. Like for real. That's the only thing that's uh, that got me laughing. Like now we're going back to a person who's strictly politics, not a businessman. But I think. I think Kamala Harris is going to be like the, the first female president because I don't think Biden's going to live long enough to do two terms, let alone finish <laughs> one. That's just my opinion. No, long enough or not, she got next. Yeah, she got next. Because as you know, uh, the Democratic Party mm-hmm. is backed by black women. Yeah. And that was the heads up to say, yo, she got next, black woman vote for me. Mm-hmm. That's what got Biden over the hump. Yeah. Because, you know, once you put a black lady there and she's about like 53 something, yeah. something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So that means for the next eight years, she'll be in her 60s. You yeah. Know? So that means she'll be the leader of the Democratic Party and she's young enough and she's going to break the black, uh, the how did Hillary Clinton call it? The, the ceiling? The ceiling? Oh, uh, raising the ceiling? Breaking the ceiling or whatever mm-hmm. to actually be president. She's gonna be the one to break the the ceiling glass. You see, not only she's gonna be the, I think she's gonna go for it. Not only she's gonna be the first female president, she's gonna be the first female black president. And that's something. But she's not just black. I think she's mixed with something else. Well, she because of the black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she mixes with a lot of people, man. Once you mix, everybody gonna come come get their uh, yeah, get, right. get their piece. Like, everybody own you. This is the pie. <laughs> everybody gonna come get a piece of the pie. Identity politic, man. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't take politics too seriously, man. I, I consider all of them corrupt anyway. So it's like, I don't expect them to save me or help me. I'm going to just save and benefit myself. But whatever decisions they make, I'm just going to make it profit for me and any of my businesses. 
hand over fist mm-hmm. any way possible. Well, if you if you're into businesses, if mm-hmm. you want a business and then you have a business mindset, you're definitely gonna be into politics, and and you have to. If because you're living, I think you should be into politics. Yeah, that's just me oh, personally. Well, because okay, 2020, right, was the, 2020 was the first year I was in politics this deep. Due to the fact that the corona, the stimulus checks, what they doing, it's like wow. Like twenty twenty opened my eyes to a lot of things in politics. You don't gotta be in politics, but definitely you gotta be aware. Mm-hmm. You gotta be aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Even if it's one or two, read the headline. You should be able to do that because once you know what's going on, you can mm-hmm. know how to fit it into your interests. Yeah, you know to protect your interests because sometimes because sometimes if you're not aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then you don't know who to vote for. You don't know how to accommodate or in what January twentieth. That's when the new president come in power. Yes, sir. So at twelve, at twelve on the dot. So that's gonna be very interesting, you know, because you know as of right now, Trump is still thinking he got away. <laughs> but what he still haven't given up on that yet? Nah, he's still working at it. Now you have like uh, I think eleven senators or seventeen of them. They they about to object. It's a ceremonial uh, uh, ceremony. They going to object. There's not nothing legal about it, but they just want to make noise. But ultimately, uh, Biden is gonna is gonna win. Uh, he already won, so he's gonna he already certified by each state. Now he just have to be approved by the by the uh, by the by the Congress like a freaking rubber stamp. But these guys will say, oh, no, 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 they want to object, they want to object. But clearly, clown is show, man. It's a clown show. The circus is in town. It's a, it's a definitely a clown show. Imagine, bro, that's happening to United States of America, bro. And then consider the number one country in the world. I mean, I have my doubts about them. And then, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Uncle always be funny and to me, you know. The uncle always treated me funny. <laughs> so I always had doubts about the uncle. The uncle talked that talk, but when it comes to walk that walk, walk that walk, walk about democracy, walk. they always see the drag their foot down, man. They always drag their foot down when it comes to democracy. They always preach it to you overseas, you know. They'll go in Haiti. They'll go in Iraq. They'll, they'll go anywhere in the world to preach the good uh, Jeffersonian democracy. All this funny stuff, right? But when it comes for them to apply it at home, at least I'll say this, their institution is turning up. Uh, at least I'll say that, their institution is turning up. But these lousy politicians, oh man, these guys, they would, they would just for likes on, on Facebook and, and views on Instagram. They will sell the souls. Right, they will sell the souls for like. <laughs> Not just the people, you know, who do a lot of stuff for likes. The politicians, you see how they communicate. They, they enter getting the likes too. They think they accomplished something by getting like on a, on a crazy post. The man is threatening about uh, dismantling democracy, but he get a lot of likes. I guess so that's good. I mean, they got to get it together, man. Definitely, definitely. So now, um, let's um, track back on what you just said just now. So I thought Donald Trump had a deadline where he cannot pursue of uh, to overcome the election. Yeah, uh, this is still part of the deadline where for January 5th, is when Congress officially accept the president, you know? Uh, so now he have a senator or a House of Representatives as well who say they're going to object. It's just after they object, the procedure is they're going to uh, go back to their own corner. The Democrats in the, in the House is going to go to their corner. The Senate is going to go to their corner, debate, and then from that debate come back and say, okay, they certified. 
So it's almost like uh, you know how sometimes they used to do this filibuster thing, where when the person is talking, you can talk as long as you can talk. You can't. Uh, the debate will not stop, and they'll be talking for days and hours. And then you just put up a show, but you know you're gonna lose sooner or later. You're gonna have to stop talking. So he just go ahead and put up a show to come and say, you know, uh, I, I object because a lot of these guys they are thinking about uh, running for election in two years because you know uh, the midterm election is coming up. And by now, in two years, if you're not favored to Donald Trump, you know what's going to happen to you. Nobody's going to pay attention to you. So what these guys is doing, they're doing a last favor for Donald Trump so that when Donald Trump no longer in office, they can at least still have the crowd that follow Donald Trump because you know he got a, a cult. You know he got a diehard fan. So once he say, hey, I want you to help. But of course, all of them don't always help. We'll see that in Georgia if, if it's accurate. But a lot of these guys, that's what their thinking is. They want Donald Trump to like them. They want Donald Trump's people to like them. Not necessarily because they believe in what he's doing. But them doing that, they're just being reckless with the power that they have. Now, Donald Trump definitely has a cult. I wouldn't even say fandom because you saw <laughs> during the election time, they was harassing Joe Biden's trucks mm -hmm. and vans in Texas and yeah. shit. That's a freaking cult, man. Mm -hmm. And when he, when he so-called got covid I wonder that he was faking that shit. I'm sorry. Some say he's faking. And he's faking that shit. God knows he's to believe what they're not. Yeah. So speaking of cold, right? Mm -hmm. You think the the Nashville bombing was the what? Was I mean, uh, the Nashville oh. bombing. Nashville yeah. bombing. You think that was a political action? I just think the man was crazy. Yeah, he he bombed to do the whole five G and so called aliens. Crazy or not? Yeah. Do you see how they describe him in the newspaper? I ain't read it. What they, they say? They describe him as a guy who, who who died in the explosion, not a suicide bomber. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked, yeah, exactly. if you wrap a car and you let it explode, you are a suicide bomber. Yeah, he, they didn't but, describe him as a suicide bomber. They just something about uh, the guy who died in the explosion. He wasn't the guy who died in the explosion. He planted the explosion, yeah. and then he killed himself. That makes him a suicide bomber. And yeah, it, he did on Christmas Day too. So Day. he wasn't really trying to kill people. Talking I think he was trying to make a statement. <laughs> he warned people to go off. This, yeah. this will explode. Whatever it is, it's still a suicide bomber. Mm -hmm. Nobody's saying whether it's, it's, it's a, ter a terrorist bomber, but when you plan to go kill yourself in a bomb, you're a suicide bomber. But they didn't describe him as that. See, uh, that's w what I was gonna say too. Like, why? So this guy. Drove a RV mm -hmm. to a city full of bombs, and then blew the RV up with himself inside. So that's not considered domestic terrorist. I would say that's considered homegrown terrorism because they said that he was building the bomb inside his truck, and he had please visit in the past before, but they didn't find him in the house. They because he was too busy working in the truck. They didn't really do a really good sweep. Of his residence. And the reason why it may not be a, a terroristic, um, even if it's homegrown, because it's not clear if there's any political agenda behind it. It's more so uh, about the 5G, but of course, there's still investigation that's happening. So you can't really tell if it's a problem he's having with AT&T. Maybe they fucked them over. You know, mm -hmm. I said, he fucked them over. He said, you know what? All right, you fucked me over. I'm going to fuck you over. <laughs> so all of that is, is still in play. So if there isn't any uh, political uh, thing behind it, so it's hard to say that then 
that's a, a, a terroristic act, even if he's a homegrown. So mm-hmm. you got to look at that aspect as well as well. Or was it just a crazy guy who went on, on a limb? Could well, be all the above. Well, that's how they, um, so that's how they describe us as. Um, they describe them as um, a crazy guy, a mental, men, mentally um, unstable and a whole bunch of... Uh, not of course, that's their favorite line now. Yeah. Whenever, whenever a, a, a Caucasian person go off the rail, you know, their favorite line yeah. is mentally deranged. All these uh, nice medical terms that they're using yeah, uh, to describe these people. But it feels I like hope they got the same benefit of doubt when they see a brother of mine in the street who's mentally deranged to say, yes, he's a mentally deranged. He doesn't represent the black culture because they always try to make out if they find a mentally deranged black person, that's not the first thing that come up to them. No, nah, he's a savage. He's a savage. He's, he's a threat an to society. He's an EDP. Oh <laughs> EDP. He's, oh, he's, he's a menace to society. Mm. We got to lock him away. Yeah, we got to lock him away. But now, but with them, I, the opioid situation proved that. Where they was describing, you know, crack and all that in a malicious way. As they, oh, you're an addict, you're no good, and stuff like that. But with the opioid crisis, because it's a lot of the white population, the white poor population that's uh, that's happening to they describe it more so as a a medical situation where people are an addict so therefore they shouldn't be arrested or go to jail they have to you know go to rehab and stuff like that mm-hmm. but they didn't have that same energy prior then when most uh drug users uh were african-american or color people or whichever tag they want to call it yeah shit man well you know whenever there's a crisis whenever there's something low whenever there's there's a pandemic whenever there's something bad their minority is always the first victim you know we always or the poor. test subjects <laughs> <laughs> or the poor i say most yeah. of the poor now yeah more so now uh all of the the side effect of bad policies mm-hmm. is not necessarily just black i think it affect the poor but the difference is the poor white person don't see that that poor white person in a black person they should actually be allies yeah because they were the one that suffer when shit go wrong mm-hmm. because when shit go wrong the millions of billionaires they can get out of the city you see what happened in corona yeah, they, all yeah. moved out. Oh, they all moved out they they, all moved oh out. i'm going into my my vacation home somewhere yeah. fuck you you could stay in the city mm-hmm. so now these two groups they got to understand that they could be a, a strong political ally the mm-hmm. poor white person and the black person because the system is against you both. But with the white guy, they listening to Trump or them. They most of them sometimes they can't read, so they can't see all this stuff that's happening. Like you being tricked because they keep telling them, Oh, as long as you're white, you're better than a black guy. And then turn around when it comes to give tax cut, they're not giving them tax cut. Mm-hmm. They're not giving them the two thousand dollar. But they're giving the rich friends the tax cut. But they're using the poor white guy to get in the street to do protests, to, you know, do all this kind of crazy shit. They are being used. They got to be able to see that. If they could come and team up with us, say, hey, listen, I understand you black people, the system is against you, and you white poor folks, the system is against you too because you see what's happening and who's winning. Over the past 10 years after the crash and all of that, you see who's winning, who's making more money, is the rich who's making more money. So then, therefore, they got to understand that they're allies. Because if it's about the money, I don't care, bro. If I got a business, you could purchase. If you got a business, I could purchase. But we got to understand that they could be allies. That mm-hmm. could be a new political party, too, you know? 
Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds good. I mean, that's a good point you just said. But uh, the thing is, like, all they're gonna be able to, like, are they willing to make allies with us? You know, are they willing to make allies with the poor people? That is a question. You know, that that is a question right there. No, they're not. They're just gonna use them for votes. That's yeah, it. exactly. So they're just gonna come and use you once they finish using you. Now they dump you. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what's gonna happen. If yeah, but if you come in the game knowing that, that's cool. It's a, it's a business transaction. Yeah. I don't got to be his friend, but we know that it's a business transaction. When he vote his way, I vote my way. We get 2000 he get 2000 Whatever he do with his 2000 with his homies, that's his business. Mm-hmm. I do my 2000 with my homies, it's, it's my business. But guess what? At the end of the day, we come together, you got 2000 as a poor white person, and as a poor black person or as a just African-American, you get legs up, you get your 2000 And we're like that. You become... Uh, at least politically friendly. I don't got to sit in your living rooms to be your friends with you. How you doing, Mr. White Guy? Mm-hmm. No. But I'm just letting you know, hey, peep game. You see what they're doing? Let's all lie. You see what they're doing? Yeah, for real. It feels uh, we like an hour already, man. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> well, we've been there for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. I yeah. mean, there's a lot more to Yo, talk about. Oh, no, trust me. We're going to be here for hours, but I got to cut this episode short, man. I got some things I got to do today. All right. Say definitely, no more. Definitely. Uh, definitely. It was standing, man. So tell me where they can find you at, bro. Uh, definitely they can find me on Facebook mm. and you know and they can support the projects that I'm doing uh, right now I got this tea company that I, uh, that I built in the past year during the corner mm. you can go to www.taiti.shop mm. you know uh, start the 2021 year right man get a healthy habit you know what I'm saying you may not have be perfect but that's fine we all know the way you eat and stuff like that you gotta you know protect what you're getting so that's what Thai tea we're selling uh, good tea man check it out yeah, but definitely on Facebook, they can find me there too. Are you got any other social medias? Nah, man, this is gotta ask you for me to come oh, yeah, here okay, to, to that's talk. Fine. To talk. That's fine. Because right. otherwise, they don't see me on social yeah, media. We like dropped that. a lot of jewels this episode, yes, man. Yes, so definitely spread the word, guys. We're trying to make 2021 a movement right now. So let's make it happen. If you need me to come back with a mic to speak, oh, yeah, we'll definitely have you back, just bro. Definitely. Because we, we, we far from done, man. Because the way we talk, we talking some deep shit today, man, for real. Yeah, we did. Um, Stand the man. Thank you for coming. Um, we appreciate your thought. And then um, Casual Ninja, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to you, man. And shout out to everybody that's listening to the podcast. Yeah, man. Please, if you want, you can donate to the podcast. Just go to the Anchor link. Donate. Uh, we appreciate it. We're going to make some moves with this podcast. You got comments, questions, concerns. You can send messages on the platform, too. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, just send us a message on the platform as well. And uh, we'll invite you, man. We, we, we want to hear the voices of the people, so let's make this shit happen. And before we go, um, next week we're going to have some special guests coming up, right? Uh, Is she coming? Uh yeah, I think she's coming. Like we um I wanna get the people hype show and show up. Well I just <laughs> well, I just have to confer with um okay. um you know like the connection and then and then I'm, if she showed up, it's gonna be a great great topic, man. Uh, I'm sure. Great. It's gonna be beautiful. Oh no no Zozos was harmed in making a podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right guys. Peace. Uh, yeah, Later. Yeah. Thanks for yes, listening. Sir. We out of here. We see you next time, y'all. Yeah. All right, next time. Bye. Peace. Definitely did take a long time. 2020 been a sad year. Wasn't gonna even do this. But I figured y'all needed me after everything that been going on. The homie Great John, the beat, by the way. Don't come outside, I am three out now. Great John on the beat, by the way. 
I'm a fan, heavenly father, but right now I'm booing you What did Kobe, Gigi, and the mother passages do to you? My condolences at this time is all I can offer Kobe got me guys spending more time with my daughter Taking Kobe from us had the whole world stressed You could've took an average player, not one of the best Somebody like Lamar Odom or Delonte West I'm just playing, but I'm saying we would've missed them less God blessed, I'm convinced God don't got the answers First you take the black mama from us in the Black Panther Fuck 2020, this whole year started off whack Best part of the year is here, not seeing me rap Hearing me rap this shit up, 2020's a dub Nigga landed the only spot that ain't shut down in clubs, nigga Pandemic got niggas eating like Action Bronson They ain't scared of catching the corona like Magic Johnson Is it real, is it fake? I don't know, I know shit's sad People dying from it or some shit that they been had They said Trump had it, but I think he was faking it They got a vaccine now, but I still ain't taking it We all saw that nurse who passed out from that shit Live on TV, miss me with that funny shit I don't trust the government, they chasing that fucking bag Whole coronavirus shit felt like a money grab They trying to get paid, virus is man-made They acting like this shit worse than cancer and AIDS Kids can't go to school, people can't go to work Strip clubs closed, bitches ain't got no way to twerk Now they looking for sponsors, so I'm telling chicks I'm broke That was prop money on the grand Kodak black joke I'm not a big fan of this next line I wrote I hate the fact I gotta say rest in peace to Pop Smoke The good die young, it really wasn't his time Him being Dan Takashi still living is a crime Guards, you gotta do better, you been fucking up lately Bro, all I hear is Pop Smoke when I turn on my radio They play Pop so much, it feel like he's still here Got his woo walking wearing Dior just to be clear COVID-19 shit got Fred the Godson One of the few MCs you can really get bars from He represent the real rap for real New Yorkers My condolences to your wife and your two daughters Kings killing kings in his beard Filmed on camera Haters seeing niggas Killing King Vaughn in Atlanta Megan saying Tory shot He saying she capping The people that was in the truck With them told me what happened He wanted that wet ass pussy She ain't give him none She heard Tory ego And that's when he pulled out a gun Then she tried to leave And that's when he start clapping I made that whole shit up But that sound like what really happened If he really did shoot it That was some lame shit She snitching that But she a girl So it ain't the same shit We ain't looking at her Like how we look at 6 now. Looking at Tory Like he played himself Fuck was on his mind That bullet it ain't phaser, her leg ain't even hurting. A week after she got shot, Meg was back twerking. Been a crazy year, weren't you safe? I thought Jada Pinkett gave Will Smith pussy away. Try to call it an entanglement so it don't sound like nothing. No, it's called cheating, Jada. You and August was fucking. Got Will Smith out here looking like a whole sucker. Wonder how Jane and Willow feel about their mother. Fuck that red table, let's discuss some other shit. I wonder if Will asked Jada, did she suck his dick? Now he questioning how you and Pac was out here moving. He was looking stressed at the Fresh Prince of Bel Reunion, acting like he give a fuck about her on Vip feel. He probably think that she difficult to work with still. Jeez. Cardi B fell for divorce. You know how her offset do they back together, of course. Dr. Dre wife tried to get two mil a month. I know Dre happy that she shot that prenup. Dre, my nigga, his business all in the street. How much of that man money she trying to keep? She wasn't with him in the studio making them beats. Bitch, you wasn't with me in the studio making them beats. Put your pussy lips on live, I'll give you a thousand dollars.